Okay. Yes, the New Jersey Devils lost in very bad fashion to the Washington Capitals. But does the scoreboard do us justice or there's more to it? Also, what am I anticipating from Jack Hughes moving forward? We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked On Devils. And by the way, Mackenzie Blackwood, one of the stars from last week by the NHL. Surprising. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So the New Jersey Devils came out on the losing end against the Washington Capitals by a score of 6-3. to Going into this game, the New Jersey Devils were on a three-game win streak after dropping their first two games of the year, and now the record is 3-3. Three and three. Now, My overall reaction to the game is like the New Jersey Devils just imploded in period number two. And it's the story for early on this year. It was a story last year. It was a story the year before that, which is it seems like the second period is always the Achilles heel for the New Jersey Devils. But remember what one of the X factors uh, were going into the season? I said that goaltending was going to be the key for New Jersey Devils to be successful alongside with our top guys stepping up their games. Maybe the acquisitions that we made during the course of the offseason would also pan out. But the big glaring issue for New Jersey Devils was goaltending because we went through like seven goalies last year. And now going into this year, we have the tandem of Mackenzie Blackwood and B-Tech Vanacek. Now, There's something interesting about Mackenzie Blackwood that I'll talk about a little later in the episode. Mackenzie Blackwood was actually one of the NHL's three stars last week due to his performance during these last few games for the New Jersey Devils. And that's both good, but, you know, I kind of was anticipating some bad uh, future outcomes just because I was like, oh, man, what? But it was against like lowly teams. Now we're going against Washington Capitals. So this is a big test. So. My overall initial thoughts about this game was that, yes, it, the, the scoreboard doesn't do uh, our overall effort justice. But we're going to do something that I don't really do too often on the show. We're going to look at the advanced analytics because the fact of the matter is this, guys. I, look, I, I get that a lot of people are frustrated with the New Jersey Devils. I get that, you know, uh, we're 3-3 three and three of the year. I get that a lot of people want Lindy Ruff fired. And, you know, there's a small uh, minority that want uh, – Tom Fitzgerald to go as well, or they want this player gone, or they want the New Jersey Devils to acquire this player. What, whatever the case might be, I get that. It seems as though the New Jersey Devils, like they're close, but they're not quite there, especially from a leadership standpoint. But after this game, guys, I'm, I'm not really going to discuss the overall job security of Lindy Ruff because we're not at that point. Uh, for right now, I think those uh, rumors have been put to rest for the time being, just because, like I said, going into this game, the New Jersey Devils were on a three game win streak. And here's where I think the New Jersey Devils are looking at in terms of their overall effort and why Lindy Ruff still has a job. So the fact of the matter is this, guys, like if you were watching the game, what did you notice from the New Jersey Devils? You noticed that they were actually creating decent looks for themselves. Remember a few games ago when Bryce Salvador said during a timeout saying that the New Jersey Devils were actually tops in the league for expected goals for, and they were actually also in tops for 
expected goals against just because like it seemed like they were creating decent looks for themselves, but they just couldn't execute. Well, it was the name of the game, uh, same type of situation against Washington Capitals. So I was actually discussing with one of my colleagues over at Locked On, Michael DeStefano. He is the host of Locked On Leafs, and he actually sent me some intriguing uh, factoids about the New Jersey Devils and what the story has been like the past few games and specifically what the story was like in this matchup against the Washington Capitals. So this was a good test for New Jersey Devils just because Washington Capitals are a team that we're you know, trying to compete with because I've said it going into the year that the Washington Capitals, uh, they're you know, kind of on the other side of their better days. You don't really want to sleep on them. They're a team full of veterans. But if the New Jersey Devils really want to see how good they are, you know, let's see how they match up against someone like the Washington Capitals or maybe the Pittsburgh Penguins or the uh, New York uh, Rangers and see how they match up against those respective teams. But, you know, obviously this game, uh, the like I mentioned moments ago, scoreboard doesn't really do it justice. But Michael actually showed me going into the game, the New Jersey Devils were actually tops in the league. No, in fact, they were number one, as you can see on the graphic, if you're watching on YouTube, they were number one for expected goals for averaging 14.79 and then for expected goals against once again they're leading the pack 6.3 so you know the New Jersey Devils their overall game plan is there and I talked about it in the first game against the Philadelphia Flyers specifically on the power play it seemed like the strategy was working a lot better for the New Jersey Devils unfortunately they just couldn't find the back of the net so the planning is good the execution is just not quite there and actually Michael uh, showed me another graphic he, he showed me like uh, the something called the deserve to win o meter and the New Jersey Devils were uh, had like an 88.2% uh, chance to win the game, whereas Capitals had an 11.8% chance. So, you know, if, if you're wondering, if you're watching on, on YouTube, you see the graphic, but if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, what does that mean exactly? Well, once again, you're looking at the expected goals for the New Jersey Devils, where they're getting their shots, the high danger chances. Uh, great A chances for the New Jersey Devils that they're creating for themselves, but unfortunately, just once again, not executing correctly. So I want people to just take a, you know, take a step back with this game. I maybe I'm underestimating the overall effort put up by the New Jersey Devils, but at the same time, it's just like you know, I, I can't stress this enough. The the game planning is there. We just need to you know get the execution. Like it's like in basketball, you're creating shots for yourself. You're wide open as a Lakers fan. I know how painful it is. Like, you know, some of their players are wide open on the three-point uh, arc, but unfortunately the three-pointers just aren't going in. That's the same situation for New Jersey Devils, which is, you know, I like their playbook. I like what they're doing. It seems like they have more of a plan going into each and every game, but the execution just, you know, isn't there um, night in and night out. And unfortunately against a team like the Washington Capitals, they're going to capitalize on chances that you don't create. So, you know, going up against the Islanders, going up against um, – the Sharks going against the Ducks, those teams, they might make you pay once every blue moon, but it's not going to, you know, come back to bite you. So one of the things I said about the Anaheim Ducks, the New Jersey Devils went down 2 nothing, and they were able to come back and win and shut the door down against them. And then against the New York Islanders, they played their best game of the year, you know, from start to finish. And then against the, um, the, against the San Jose Sharks, the New Jersey Devils, it, it took them a while, but they were finally able to get the slider edge over the the sharks but i must say and you know i don't record episodes on saturday or sunday so i couldn't really state my opinions but going into this game i was a little concerned for the new jersey devils because if it was hard for them to score against the san jose sharks a team that is 
you know, obviously they're not going to admit to it, but they're tanking for Connor Bedard. How will they match up against a team like the Washington Capitals, a team full of veterans, a team that's very meticulous, a team that's very smart, a team that's going to capitalize on all your mistakes? How are they going to match up against a team of that caliber? And so that was my overall concern going into the game, which is, you know, can the New Jersey Devils escape by the skin of their teeth? And unfortunately, they're just going to have to go back to the film room. They're going to have to, like, you know, uh, rely on some other players to step up their games because later on in the episode, we're going to talk about Jack Hughes and his overall struggles and just why, you know, he's not really, uh, you know, getting the opportunities that he deserves. And Lindy Ruff actually talked to Ryan Novozinski of that matter. So I'll play a clip about that a little later on. But uh, digressing a little bit, um, Michael DiStefano also actually sent me another graphic and it talked about during the course of the game, the New Jersey Devils just like competing against the Washington Capitals when the score was five to one at the time. And and as you can see, it shows like, you know, the high danger chances for New Jersey Devils. They were leading in that category, the expected goals at the time of this game. This was uh, before the start of period number three. So the expected goals for the Washington Capitals was one point three two. The expected goals for New Jersey Devils was two point four eight. But the problem stems from Mackenzie Blackwood. Now, We'll talk about Mackenzie Blackwood and his overall struggles momentarily. But first, I want to bring you guys the first and only library this morning. And it comes from our friends at Bet Online. So, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting, football, and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores of every sport out there. The fastest, easy way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the transaction. Bet online where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so surprise, surprise, the NHL named Mackenzie Blackwood one of their stars from last week. And, you know, here's the thing. Mackenzie Blackwood, he actually had a very good showing these last few games prior to the Washington Capitals because, remember, against the Philadelphia Flyers, he mightily struggled. Then in the next game, it was Vitek Vanacek who got the nod to start just since, you know, they were just trying to see who's going to have the hot hand and ride it. And then uh, they put their trust once again in Mackenzie Blackwood against the Anaheim Ducks to probably nab the first win of the season for New Jersey Devils. And you know what? These past three games, Mackenzie Blackwood had a record of three and zero. He had a goals against average of 1.33 and a save percentage of 932. But I was a little concerned when the NHL did that. And, and, you know, it's not their fault. Mackenzie Blackwood, he did have a good few stretch of games. But the one thing I said was like, what, what did I say early on in the episode? It's against the Anaheim Ducks. It's against the San Jose Sharks. It's against uh, the New York Islanders. Those are uh, winnable games for the New Jersey Devils. I'm not trying to say they're gimme wins because for some reason I always strike out when I say like, uh, oh, this is a winnable game for the New Jersey Devils, yada, yada, yada. And I just jinx myself. But, um, you know, I but you it, the fact of the matter doesn't change. These games are winnable for the New Jersey Devils. So it's not really that much of a challenge for Mackenzie Blackwood. Now, against the New York Islanders, they didn't really get that many shots on goal against him. It took them like, you know, more than halfway uh, through period number one to finally reach Mackenzie Blackwood off a shot attempt. But, you know, at the same time, some of those shot attempts were a little difficult for Mackenzie Blackwood to, to stop. But when you're not facing that many shots on goal, then – it, it makes it a little easier for you to, um, you know, win the game. And I'm not trying to discredit Mackenzie Blackwood. I'm just saying, like, you know, that game against the New York Islanders, he didn't face that many shots. So 
uh, even though he did uh, have a few grade A stops, I'm just saying like, you know, uh, it, it could have been a lot worse or, you know, a, a team against the Anaheim Ducks. Remember what J.D. Hernandez of Locked On uh, Ducks was telling me? He said, like, the Ducks give up a lot of shots on goal. So it's hard for them to maintain some offensive pressure on their end just because they're giving up so many shots on goal. It seems like they don't have good rebound control. And I asked J.D., like, you know, what's the issue for the Ducks? Is it more on the defensive side of things where they can't clear the puck? Or is it just a matter of, like, their execution is decent on the offensive side of things. They just can't really, you know, match the shot selection similar to like their opponent. And he said it's more on the defensive side of things because the Ducks cannot clear the zone after uh, the shot comes off the stick of a player. So once again, you know, I- I'm-, I'm not trying to discredit Mackenzie Blackwood, but those are the facts. So going against a team like the Anaheim Ducks, they give up a lot of shots on goal. So sometimes it's hard for them to match it. Or the New York Islanders took them more than halfway done with period number uh, one to get a shot onto Mackenzie Blackwood. Or uh, against the San Jose Sharks, pretty much no competition. And, and yet it was still a hard-fought game just because, you know, the, the fact of the matter is they're trying to compete for Connor Bedard for the first overall selection. So this was a true test for Mackenzie Blackwood against the Washington Capitals. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to finish out the game. Vitek Vancek had to come in and try to save face against his former opponent, but it does raise the question. I do have a question for uh, Lindy Ruff. Okay, so Mackenzie Blackwood obviously has a hot hand. Um, no ands, ifs, or buts about it. But against a team like the Washington Capitals, and this might be somewhat of a hot take, this might be somewhat controversial, but I just said, Vitek Vanacek played on the Washington Capitals just last year. And, you know, I was just saying, like, he's got to get another start in net at sooner rather than later because – what was the, the issue last year for the New Jersey Devils? It's just like they relied too heavily on Mackenzie Blackwood and he got hurt. Don't you think this was the maybe, like I said, somewhat controversial because the Washington Capitals are going to put up a very good fight. But maybe you put uh, B-Tech Vancek to start the game just so uh, you you have someone who was once a Washington Capitol. So maybe B-Tech Vancek is a little more prepared he knows like where the shots are going to come from. He knows who's going to like maybe do a backhand or attempt. He knows who's going to, um, you know, try to attempt a shot from, you know, up top or whatever case might be. I, I would presume, especially uh, since he's practiced with these guys last year, maybe Vitek Vancek would have a better sense of the game uh, against his former team, as opposed to someone like Mackenzie Blackwood, because during the course of the game, Mackenzie Blackwood, there were a few goals. There were more than plenty uh, opportunities that I'm sure he would have liked to have back. So it wasn't a defensive issue. It wasn't an execution uh, issue on the offensive side of things, at least, because the New Jersey Devils were able to net three goals this game. But, you know, their valiant effort was too little too late. But digressing a little bit, you know, um, there, there were a few opportunities that I'm sure Mackenzie Blackwood would have liked to have back. But, you know, it, it's just like, when, when are you going to give Vitek Vanacek a chance to, like, redeem himself? Because, you gave Mackenzie Blackwood that chance, and I get that Mackenzie Blackwood's our starting goalie, but the but the name of the game is the reason you've been wanting a backup goalie for the past year or so is to take the pressure off of Mackenzie Blackwood's shoulders. So I think, and I, I know this might be somewhat controversial, I know some might not agree with me on this stance, but maybe putting Vitek Vanacek to start the game against his former club would have been the best course of action, but that's just me. So that's my overall mindset when it comes to the whole goalie situation for the New Jersey Devils. I don't think Mackenzie Blackwood's job is in any danger. I, I still think he is the 
go-to guy for New Jersey Devils. Same with Lindy Ruff and his overall job security. No one's job security after this game is in danger because the New Jersey Devils, quite honestly, statistics don't lie. They should have won this game. I, I know we're not big on moral victories, but the, the facts are there. You know, you, you saw the results from Michael of Locked On Leafs and basically our overall discussion, simply that the New Jersey Devils, they just flat out couldn't make a save. And that was, that was the issue. So uh, this loss is on Mackenzie Blackwood, but I still anticipate for him to be our our starting goalie going forward in our game against the Detroit Red Wings to later tonight. I think Vitek Vanacek is going to get the start for New Jersey Devils. Now, the one thing I've been talking about is how I want Jack Hughes to step up his game a little bit because the past few episodes, you know, I, I've been raving about Jack Hughes going into the season. I said, if he is able to take a few steps forward, if he's able to maintain what he was able to do during the course of last year, then I think he can legitimately put his name into the Hart Memorial Trophy race. But obviously a lot of things would have to go correctly. But so far, Jack Hughes, while, you know, respectable numbers, it just seems as though, um, you know, he's not there at times. It just seems because his plus minus this game, guys, was negative three. And the, the, the fact of the matter is this. In six game appearances, Jack Hughes has, has three points. He has one goal, two assists. Now, I get that the average player would love to be in Jack Hughes's shoes. But Jack Hughes is not an average player, though. He's supposed to be our star player. He's supposed to be our franchise player. Quite honestly, guys, I would have I, I been perfectly content if Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes have swapped statistics. Because the season that, uh, that Jesper Bratt is having so far to begin the year is what I anticipated for Jack Hughes because in six game appearances, Jesper Bratt has registered a point in each game. This game, he was able to get a goal to help save face for New Jersey Devils. And now Jack Hughes, it just seems like there's always great opportunities for them, but it, the name of the game and similar to the rest of the team, it just doesn't execute perfectly. Now, Lindy Ruff was asked of this question by Ryan Novozinski, like, you know, what do you think about Jack Hughes? And here's what Lindy Ruff had to say about the matter. I, I thought Jack had a rough game, um, you know, and there's certain situations where you can end up overhandling. Um, there's certain situations where your puck's got to get deep. Um, so, you know, it's realizing inside the game. It was a 1-1 game. It was a tight game still. Um, we lost some of our discipline with our defensive zone play. He was part of that. So it, it's just details. Um, you know, he's getting the chances. In the first five games, he probably led our team in, in a number of chances. But in a game where you're not getting much, and, and maybe you don't have your A game, then you've got to go to your B game, which is it's a game that is simpler. It's get pucks deep. It's get pucks in behind them. Uh, we create a lot of pressure on our forecheck. Just keep creating that pressure and don't fuel their offense. So, Lindy, not holding anything back, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. It's just like... Uh, the, the first game of the year, Jack Hughes was obviously trying to facilitate for his teammates. And then I said, be a little more selfish, you know, find your shot and, you know, go forward from there because you're the franchise player. You're the star player. We're, you're the player that we need to rely on if we want to have a successful year. And, you know, Jack Hughes, this game, it, he, he just wasn't there. He just wasn't there. It's not a matter of like, you know, oh, he, he, he had some chances and unfortunately it didn't go hit. It didn't go his way. Part of being a superstar is that you need to be adaptable. So I think that's what Jack Hughes needs to figure out because 
I think last year he definitely put a lot of people on notice because if you guys recall, rookie year, not a good start to his career. Second year, no one really outside the Metro was talking about him. Third year, all-star, on pace to get 90 or so points It had he not gotten hurt. And now Jack Hughes is like, you know, now people are like, okay, now we got to scout for him. We got to do this against him. He has great speed. He likes to do this. He likes to do that. People are going to start preparing for Jack Hughes a little bit more. And why is uh, someone like Jesper Bratt still maintaining, um, you know, what he was able to do last year? It's because I personally don't think Jesper Bratt has put the league on notice yet. And that's why I think that after this year, Jesper Bratt is going, or as the year progresses, Jesper Bratt is going to get the same amount of attention as Jack Hughes does because I still think Jesper Bratt is one of the more underrated players in the entire NHL, whereas Jack Hughes, he's he's the franchise player, he's the star player, so people are going to be paying more attention to him, so thus they're going to scout him a little bit more because they know Jesper Bratt can have a good game and the New Jersey Devils will still lose. But if Jack Hughes has a good game, most likely the Devils win. Or, you know, if he's able to create for others, they're still going to win. So that's the overall thought process that I have for Jack Hughes. And I still anticipate for him to, you know, uh, just rebound. And like I said, I'm not trying to overreact. But at the same time, I don't want to understate anything either. So three points through six games, that's that's good. You know, that's decent. But for Jack Hughes, I need him to be a point-per-game player. More than that, actually. I need him to, you know, become the first devil to register 100 points in a season. So I have those expectations on Jack Hughes because I believe he can do it. So, you know, that's my overall thought process when it comes to Jack Hughes and where he's at right now. And Lindy Ruff, you know, hit the nail on the head in terms of the the overall circumstance, which is Jack Hughes just needs to find a way to be more adaptable and go to, you know, plan B if plan A isn't working. But he's still young. He's still developing. And that's just what a superstar has to do. It doesn't matter the sport, doesn't matter the league. That's just, you know, what happens. That's one of the burdens of being a superstar, which is you're not always going to get what you want because people are going to scout you. People are going to clamp you down. People are going to try to take you out the game because when he was a rookie, uh, he was small, he was scrawny, and, you know, people were able to move him off the puck easily, and that's one of the reasons why he struggled. So I want people to take that into consideration moving forward. So overall, this game for New Jersey Devils, I get the scoreboard. I get that people are pissed off about it, but at the same time, Let's not overreact here. The New Jersey Devils had a decent chance to possibly win the game. Unfortunately, I know I sound like a broken record when I say this. The execution just was not there. But it will get there with time. So, you know, if they continue to do what they're doing, just play fast and just create shots for themselves, I think they're going to be just fine. So let's not overreact. I get that this was a good test for the New Jersey Devils, but same time, guys. Six games into the year. Let's not let's not bug out about this. So let me know what you guys think about the overall game for New Jersey Devils. And we got another game against the Detroit Red Wings. And you know that's going to be a hard-fought battle because going into this game, the Detroit Red Wings have not lost in regulation. So could we be the first team to beat them in regulation? So we'll see what happens. But uh, that's all the time I have for you guys. So thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.